Hey bitches, welcome back to Jill's journal entry number two. What do we, what do we have today? What am I going to talk about today? I have a couple notes here. I have a couple notes. Um, something that my coach was actually talking about DL. She was talking about client droughts. Um, and it came at a perfect time because I feel like I have been coaching a couple of my clients on like time in between getting clients or like still staying the course even when like you're not booking sales calls and stuff like that so um I feel like that came at a really perfect time uh because obviously we're just gonna get into it today um I am recording this on Sunday and you know what's cool about this series is first of all you get to hear my ADHD brain in action because I'm just like talking about a hundred different things at once. Um, and two, I record all of my actual podcast episodes in advance, but these I'm going to try to keep them to real time because honestly, all I do is I convert it to an MP3 in iTunes and then I upload it and then I schedule it for this week. Like it's so easy. I don't have to edit it because I'm not editing it. I'm not adding an intro and an outro. I don't send it off to my VA, anything like that. Um, so it's just cool because you get like real time me. Anyways, so real time, it is Sunday, May 22nd and I am going to my sister's house. My sister lives about an hour and a half south of me in near Toronto and I'm gonna go hang out with her because it was her birthday on Wednesday and we're gonna go to her gym because she gets a free gym guest pass and her gym is sick and it has hot yoga and a sauna and a pool and all this cool stuff and I'm like wow sometimes I wish I didn't live in such a small town because we don't have hot yoga here and I fucking love hot yoga I love it I was literally looking at this yoga studio and it's about half an hour away from me and the thing is I haven't bought any classes to it yet because you can buy like a 10 pack or a 20 pack but the thing is is I know myself I know myself so well I have ADHD and if something is not convenient or close by I am not apt to do it so the fact that I would have to drive for half an hour there and half an hour back that is oh and do the like hour-long class and you know like go in and get ready early like all of those things you know what I mean like it just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem feasible because I really like being efficient with my time and that is a big chunk of time but we'll see we'll see if I'll do it because I'm gonna test it out on Monday with my sister tomorrow and we're gonna see how we like it um and if we like it and it's all good then like I know I'm gonna like it because I actually used to do it all the time in university I used to take like three hot yoga classes a week and I loved it so if I really do end up loving it again then I'll probably buy um the 10 pack or the 20 pack and then I'll just make that my me time and I'll listen to podcasts and it'll be great what was my point oh my god guys I honestly can't remember oh I'm just updating you. Yeah, so we're we're going to the gym and it's going to be super fun and we're just hanging out and then I'm coming home and living my life, working my business, living my life. I'm boring, guys. I'm really boring. There's nothing interesting. Oh, 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 my best friend is getting married. My best friend is getting married um, next weekend on the 27th. 
and I'm really excited. I'm in the wedding. We are wearing black and I have this beautiful floor length black dress and it it is nice. I will upload pictures, go on Instagram at your coach Joe and you'll see my pictures. Okay, so yeah, client dress. So um, my coach DL was talking about them and I thought it was like super good timing because I was talking about that with my clients in session um, because we have this idea and you can, you can apply this to anything in your business. You have a should about everything in your business, right? And one of them is I should be getting sales calls. I should be getting clients. And when people are online, ugh, business coaches, and they're marketing and they're saying consistent ca- uh, cash flow and attract constant clients to you and all this stuff, you subconsciously take that stuff in and be like, there's something wrong that I'm not getting consistent sales calls. There's something wrong that I'm not getting consistent clients. And instead of focusing on getting clients and like, working on your content and helping people in your content, you're focused on the very fact that your reality is not what it should be. And you're trying to solve for that problem. But what if I told you that there have been literally months where I haven't signed a client? Like I went through a one-to-one client drought like four months ago and I was freaking out. But I got lots of coaching around it and I constantly came back to the fact like somebody's going to drop in. And the reason why I was freaking out is because I was telling myself it shouldn't be this way. Like I'm telling myself this shouldn't be happening. But the second that I released that, a client dropped in. And I'm not even just saying that. That's so annoying when somebody says like, oh, this magically happened. Like it obviously didn't because I show up all the time and I'm super consistent. Um, But me trying to focus on the fact that I wasn't enough and that something was wrong with me, like that's not helpful, right? It's more helpful for you to focus on, okay, I don't see this new client yet, but I'm going to do all the things. Like I do all the manifesting things. I do all the rituals. I journal. I meditate on it. Like I do all of the things. And then when it shows up in my physical reality, I'm like, of, of course it does. And that's the thing is like of course it does energy is like the best energy that that you could ever be in it's again I think I talked about this on a podcast last week or something but the law of assumption is when you you are so certain that your dreams or your goals or whatever are going to manifest so like you act as if it's very simple um and acting as if for me means that I'm showing up it means that I'm saying what I want to say You know, like, I want you to get really real with yourself and be like, what are my thoughts about when I eventually sign my next client? What do I think is going to happen? You know, like, do you think that you're going to relax then? Do you think that you're allowed to relax then? Because the chances are you won't. You're going to want more. So again, instead of trying to solve the problem of why am I experiencing this client drought? How come this is happening to me? Blah, blah, blah. Instead be like, what can I do today to attract a client? How can I tap into the energy where somebody is, is so excited to work with me? You know, um, again, when you feel like an imposter, when you feel like a fraud, you are going to focus on yourself. You know, I find that especially somebody who suffers with 
imposter syndrome and emotional dysregulation like it is very easy for me to be like there's something wrong with the things that I'm doing like what is wrong with what I'm doing which is basically just a flavor of what's wrong with me and again those questions are not helpful because you will never get an answer from your imposter syndrome brain that's going to help you when you feel like a fraud and you're trying to ask yourself how come I'm not good enough you're not going to get the right answer because you're using the brain that thinks you're not good enough you're using that style of thinking to try and answer that question right and that's why we do a lot of higher self work in all of my things that I do with my clients it's so much more than just like oh who's your higher self tap into her it's like truly fucking embodying her all the time and being like is this really aligned with your highest self and what would you be thinking about the fact that you haven't had a new sales call in a couple of weeks you know what I mean but at the end of the day at the end of the day hold on I have coffee at the end of the day um your resistance to what's currently happening is not helping you Um, and let me tell you that the industry is full of people who like they're marketing to you what like when they're saying consistent clients and all that stuff and it's amazing like you you can have a ton of consistency but the online industry is like clients can come out of nowhere and I would rather be excited about that and tap into that um, instead of being like no but I need to know where my next client is coming from you know what I mean like instead I'm just gonna do my thing I'm gonna show up I'm going to be like all of me. I'm going to show up fully as myself and I'm going to work on like helping somebody today and attracting those people to me. Uh, And I'm going to do that regardless, right? And instead of focusing on why isn't this happening, like it should be happening and like who says, right? All the rules in the online industry, like we all created them and we all subscribe to them and you can choose to subscribe to something different. There, I have a coach, one of my coaches was just saying how like she made, um, she made 300k in the same year that she experienced a client drought where she, um, where she didn't sign anybody new for a couple of months, a couple of months, people. Your business is not over. Your business is not over just because you haven't signed somebody in a month, two months, whatever, right? It's it's those very thoughts and that spiraling. And this is why like you totally need a coach because that spiraling, you will believe that it's true and then you won't show up as much. You won't share your content. You will be smaller. You will play smaller than you're capable of. Okay. That's my small rant, my 11-minute rant about client droughts. I was also talking, um, I did some coaching this week on helping my clients um, with tasks that they could be doing in their business, and I think that this would be super helpful for you. I have daily non-negotiables and then weekly non-negotiables. So literally, my daily ones are upload on Instagram, um, upload a TikTok is my new one because now I'm on TikTok and I'm seeing some traction. So that's exciting. I am at your coach Jill too on TikTok. So I'm your coach Jill. Just your coach Jill on TikTok. I'm not at your coach Jill too. Your coach Jill on TikTok as well. There you go. And um, so I upload an Instagram post 
or real, whatever. Um, I upload a TikTok and I show up on stories. Those are my three non-negotiables for my day. Oh, and I have like a routine of some sort. So I'll either do some EFT tapping, I'll meditate, I'll journal. Like I do something for my brain and for my mindset. So those are my four non-negotiables. And again, I don't beat myself up if I don't get them all done, but I try to do them each and every day, except for the weekends, of course. And I actually technically don't work on Fridays, but I still, if I'm hanging out at the house, I'll do it. You know, like, unless I'm out doing something, like, I'll do it. I don't care. Um, And then I have my weekly non-negotiables. So that would look like looking at all the things I have to do. So if I have to write an email or I have to record podcasts that week or if I have to work on a sales page or something. And I look at those on Sunday night. So on Sunday night or sometimes in the morning on a Monday, I will look at my like, okay, what do I have to do in my business? And I have lots of lists, tons of lists in my phone. And so if I think of something, oh, I have to do that in my business, I'll write it down on that list. And then each week I'll look at the list and be like, what can I do this week? And I'll look at my calendar and I'll look at, okay, I have three one-to-one calls here. So I have like an hour in this chunk. So I'll do that. Um, I don't overbook myself. Like I know on the days when I have more calls, I can do actually less tasks Um, Because there's a lot of transition time with coaching calls and that can be very exhausting to the ADHD brain. So to help you, try to not do a bunch of like content heavy tasks on the days where you have calls. I usually write content either on the weekends because I have tons of free time or in the evenings or on a day where like I don't have any calls, I will batch a ton of captions um and it's just look at your tasks and look at what is like what is in the same category in terms of like writing or recording for example or calls so for recording I'll have like a big chunk of time where I'll record podcast episodes or I'll record reels or I'll record a video and then I'll have a chunk of time where I'm writing my book so books because I am writing more than one um my book you're not special is going to be out this year and I'm also going to be writing from imposter to empowered which is specifically going to be for coaches which I'm really excited about and I'm writing a fiction novel a young adult novel because I love those so that's what I'm doing but like I'll do that or I'll write captions and stuff like that so I'm not transitioning from doing a TikTok to writing an Instagram post to doing a client call. You know what I mean? Like that is a lot of work for our neurodivergent brains. So chunk your tasks in terms of like category and type of task. And if you're heavier on like working with people and like recording stuff where you have to show up and show your face and talk to the camera, try to not overload yourself with like stuff that requires a lot of mid mental exertion like writing captions and stuff on the same day so if I am uh, heavy on client calls one day a different day is when I will record videos TikToks reels all that stuff because 
transitioning is very hard for our brains. It's like having to start a task can sometimes be so difficult and then having to transition from that task to a different task takes a lot of effort. And I have here written in my notes, stop being a brat about your results. (laughs) I'm such an asshole. Okay. So the reason why I said that is because I am bringing back the From Imposter to Empowered program. And this is a program that is like my signature sauce for helping entrepreneurs overcome imposter syndrome so they can show up and sign clients, sell confidently, right? And this idea was so inspired. I had the From Imposter to Empowered course and I launched that in 2020. I have over 100 people inside of that course. It's amazing. Um, And... That's a course, by the way, you can get that on my website, www.jillianparrick.com, P-A-R-E-K-H.com. You can go on Instagram and go at the link in my bio and it will be there. But the From Imposter to Empowered course was a course and I was, I distinctly remember I was walking Hugo around our old house and um, I was coming around the corner of a street and I thought to myself the from imposter to empowered program I already had the from imposter to empowered podcast which is where I decide to also call the course this name as well um and then I was like the from imposter to empowered program oh my god I can have them go through the course but then with like group coaching and all this stuff and it was just like such an inspired decision um and I launched that twice so I launched it in the end of 2020 and I signed about eight or nine people into that and it was fucking amazing and then my next launch I increased the price by more than I could get the belief behind I was also having a really rough time like we had just the house had just burnt down when I was doing the first round of it and I just like powered through right so for those of you don't know my childhood home burnt down I talked about it in the the uh last episode as well but in October of 2020 of 2020 my childhood home burnt down displacing my sister and my parents and our cat did pass away in that and that was really sad um and then like two months later our landlord was like hey we're selling your house and we had to look for somewhere new to live and at the same time I invested 20k in a one-to-one coach and I was like holy shit like it was just there was a ton of things happening so the second time that I ran the from imposter to empowered program I increased the price because that's what I thought I should do I was operating on a ton of shoulds and I didn't have any belief behind it and that was when I had a lot of launching trauma so launching trauma is when you're traumatized by doing a ton of launches and not seeing the results that that you think you deserve or expect right and then making it mean something about you and your business so when I launched it the second time I only signed two people and only like that's how I thought about it only and now I have such a different perspective on launching and groups and I tell people like what do you mean only that's fucking amazing I made eight grand off that program that is amazing with two people bitch anyways that's (laughs) I'm just hilarious anyways 
So, but because of the way that I was thinking about how launches should be and all this other bullshit, I stopped running the From Imposter to Empowered program. And I was like, I'm going to run a lifetime program. And then then it'll be way better because that's what the ADHD brain also does, right? It tells you, oh, you know what? Things are going to be so much better with this new shiny idea. Let's invest all our time into that and fuck that other decision, even though you felt so inspired by that decision a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? Um, And don't get me wrong. I love the worthy woman method. I love that shit. I love my lifetime program. But the From Imposter to Empowered program is my baby and I kept having this nagging feeling of I gave up on it too soon and why I wrote down stop being a brat about your results is because I was being a brat and I was being like no I should have gotten more people and all of these shoulds and these expectations because I was a six-figure business owner and I should be making a fuck ton more money and I should have an entire team and oh my god so many shoulds have clouded me over the past couple of years um and I got rid of the from imposter to empowered program even though it was it is like it is something that I am going to scale that I have been scaling and it is going to be amazing because that program yielded so many results for my clients it literally blew the top off of like mindset programs even though there's a ton of strategy in there as well like um it is all about overcoming imposter syndrome and nobody else in the space is doing that I'm sorry but even when I see somebody who also talks about imposter syndrome I'm like they can't even touch me like I teach it in such a different way and not to say that in terms of like you have to feel bad about how you teach it if you happen to, but your unique educational background and your skills and the things that you have in your tool belt are so different from me. And I have a completely different array of tools and processes and brain than you do so I just know I teach imposter syndrome and overcoming it in such a different way than anyone else could possibly teach it and that is the energy that you need to have about your own services is who gives a fuck if there's a ton of coaches who do the same thing as you how do you stand out and how can you believe that your unique secret signature sauce whatever the fuck you want to call it is because it's you like it is so you and everything that you are made up of and when you don't love yourself and you don't like yourself when you feel like you're not good enough you don't think you're made up of anything good (laughs) and that is why the mindset is so important and coming back to the from imposter to empowered program like it's so unique and it's so amazing and I gave up on it because of the shoulds and the expectations and the I need to move on and do something shinier and now I am so excited that it's coming back because it's going to be fucking epic it is going to be the imposter it is the imposter syndrome program for coaches like I truly believe that so I've been talking for a super long time now but I haven't really put like a time limit on these things I'm just gonna talk and rant and not edit a damn thing out of it but thanks for listening guys and don't be a brat about your results like really look at them and ask yourself 
where am I being clouded with shoulds and expectations? And how can I instead be so grateful for the results that I'm getting? And how can I expand them into more with gratitude and excitement and possibility for where I'm going instead of telling myself this is wrong and it shouldn't be this way? You know, like I challenge all my clients whenever they are like, this shouldn't be happening. It's like, who fucking says this shouldn't be happening? That is a story that you are putting on yourself, telling yourself. It's just another way that you shit on yourself by telling yourself the way that your business currently is, the way that your relationship is with the client, whatever it is, you're resisting against what is. And how can you glean the lesson or how can you move forward when you are stuck in the mud of it shouldn't be this way I shouldn't be in the mud you know it's kind of like when I mean I'm sure none of you have ever actually been in quicksand but I would imagine it's like the experience of being in quicksand right they tell you to not flail around to not move or it's gonna like suck you under god this is very like graphic I hope like I hope that if you're listening to this you've actually haven't had to experience that because that sounds awful (laughs) but um you're not supposed to like flail and thrash around and be like this shouldn't be happening to me instead like you need to be calm and you need to be like how am I gonna get out of this how am I gonna move forward from this you know I I would imagine it is similar to that experience and you could say that about everything like I find that we we further our pain and suffering when we tell ourselves things shouldn't be this way. I remember when my sister and I were like watching the house burn down. We s- sat there for like 12 hours and she was like, this stuff doesn't happen to us. Like this stuff doesn't happen to our family. And I remember her saying that and being like, that's an interesting thought to have. Because, you know, even when things are really bad, um, I always tell myself, I'm just like, where can this be okay? You know, like when my life was falling apart and I was struggling with a lot of depression and my sales were dipping, I was like, how, how can this be okay? You know, when my coach was like, okay, the next round of the mastermind is going to be a in full and I literally wanted to cry on the zoom call because I was like there is no way I'm going to be able to pay in full you know I could have sat there and been like why did you let yourself get to this place you know all like all these stories um about how it shouldn't be this way but instead I was just like how is this okay how is this actually better and that is I don't think that's toxic positivity. I think that's just like being fucking relentless in your pursuit for more and your pursuit for never fucking giving up. You know, like if I was really honest with you guys, which I'm, I am, and I'm going to be, but like I've experienced a lot of hardship over the past year and a half and I'm still an amazing coach. I still have signed amazing clients. I've still made lots of money. Um, I've still done all the things, but I have been internally struggling. And, um, if, if it weren't for the coaching that I get or the therapy that I go to or the journaling that I do, 
how I listen to meditations and do my EFT tapping. Like, if I didn't fucking take care of myself, I would be a mess. Um, but I always, a simple way that I take care of myself is telling myself, how can this be okay? How is this okay right now? You know, how am I okay right now? How am I safe right now? Even if everything is like burning up around me, how, how can I be okay? And all of your fear and all of your panic about your business and about your client droughts and about um, everything else, it is from the belief that you're not going to be okay. But how can you be okay even when things aren't, right? It's kind of a hard question because you're like, I don't know. It is really just a state of being and a state of, I don't want to say expectation, but a state of possibility. Like staying in that, um, I'm currently reading E squared. I think it's E squared by Pamela Grout. And it's like these experiments for like tapping in to the universe um and she calls the universe or she calls source like the field of either potential energy or possibilities I can't remember right now but um tapping into that field of possibility for me is what gets me through in terms of like nothing that's happening for me physically like I have seen a lot of things that I've just thought about come to life how can I create something new even from this place of things are hard right now you know how can I still be okay so I can move forward all right that's enough oversharing for today I love you guys and I'll see you on the next episode of the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. And I'll hit your ear, your ear waves, your earlobes. I don't know. I'll hit your ears next week for the third entry of Jill's Journal. I love you. Bye.